Hey Church, it's always an honor to be with you. And thank you for taking the time to join us for worship and the word today. You know, before I go into the word, before we conclude our fearless series, why don't we welcome the Holy Spirit one more time? God moved in a mighty way during the worship. I felt the presence of God truly. And so right now, whatever you need, ask the Holy Spirit right now. Do you need peace? Do you need comfort? Do you need strength? Whatever it is, just say, Holy Spirit, fill me. And then just tell Him what you need. Do you need healing? you need breakthrough? Just tell Him right now. He's ready, He's willing, He's able. Holy Spirit, the power of God. Yes, God. We look to You. We lean on You. We trust You. And God, we pray that as we study Your Word, that Your Word will come alive. And that whatever each of us need right now, that Holy Spirit, that You would move in a mighty way into our lives. That we will see Jesus. That we will feel Father God's unconditional love. And that Holy Spirit, we would feel Your power. So God, we submit ourselves to You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, today we are concluding our series on fearless. Man, I've enjoyed it. And so many wonderful uh, ways God has been blessing you and all the stories that I've been hearing brings a lot of joy to my heart. If you miss any of our messages on the Fearless series, you can catch up on our YouTube, our Spotify. Today, I want to talk to you about faith that walks differently, talks differently, and looks differently. In chapters number 13, uh, to give you a quick summary... After traveling for 40 years in the desert, the Israelites are near the promised land. Now the promised land is God's gift to the Israelites. Their leader was Moses and he was told by God to send 12 spies to go into the promised land so that they can go and see how good the promised land is. Hey you, yeah I'm talking to you sitting there, put your... Uh, cornflakes down, your croissant down. Listen, God has a good plan for you. God has a promised land for you. God's got a good future for you. God's got a good marriage for you. He's got good kids, good job, good health for you. Drop an amen in the chat right now. In Numbers 13 verses 26 to 33, I'm going to read it quickly and also paraphrase as I go. It goes like this. They came back to Moses. So this is after the spies went and explored the promised land. They're coming back to Moses and Aaron and all the Israelites at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. The men reported to them and showed everybody the fruit of the land. They told Moses, we went to the land where you sent us and it is a fertile land. Here is some of the fruit. But this is the problem because the enemy always has a big butt right in the middle of God's promises. The people say, but the people who live there are strong. Their cities are walled and very large. We even saw a bunch of enemy armies in various parts of the land. I'm paraphrasing. Verse 30. Then Caleb told the people near Moses to be quiet. And he said, we should certainly go up and take the land for ourselves. Key word right there. We can certainly do it. You know some popular slogans such as, just do it. Nike's slogan. And for a while, I think they changed to, I can. And I guess they reverted back to, just do it. In the face of obstacle, Caleb says, we can do it. 
Then of course there's another but in verse 31. But the men who had gone with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. Whiny voices. And those men give the Israelites a bad report about the land they explored, saying, The land that we explored is too large to conquer. All the people we saw are very large. We saw giants there. We felt like grasshoppers. How did they feel? Like grasshoppers. And we looked like grasshoppers to them. Caleb's buddies were so sure they were going to lose this battle. But Caleb has this unshakable, confident courage to say, we can certainly do this. That's fearless faith. It's easy to have faith and courage when things are going your way. But if your favorite team keeps losing, you're going to be uncertain about their future. Because usually confidence is a byproduct of our circumstances. And I'm wondering as Christians, if we only have confidence when God does what we want Him to do. If God's doing what we want Him to do, then we're good, we're cool, we're confident, we're positive, we have faith. Why do we have faith? Because God is doing something for you, so we are cool as a cucumber. But can you have the same confidence when He's not doing what you want Him to do? I can tell you from following God for a few decades that there are many times God doesn't work the way I expect Him to work. And, And God doesn't always move the way I prefer Him to move. So now my confidence is affected by my circumstances. And for some strange reason, Caleb's faith was still strong in the midst of a losing streak. See, circumstances didn't look good, yet Caleb still has this courage. Hey, shut the front door. We can certainly do this. Put it in the chat. I can certainly do this. Say this to your marriage. Say this to your job. Say this to your upcoming exam. I can certainly do this. Talk to yourself. With God, I am unstoppable. I can do this. Say it to your family. Say it to your church. We can do this. Circumstances look bad, but we can certainly do this. Because God is with us. And with God, all things are possible. Amen? So how does Caleb have this unshakable confidence? How can we also have this unshakable confidence? Because we talk about it, but how can we live it? Numbers 13, 1. The Lord now said to Moses, send out men, so basically send out spies to explore, keyword, explore the land of Canaan, the land I'm giving to the Israelites. God's instructions for them was to what? Explore it. What God probably meant was for them to get a taste, to see how good it was. This is one of the ways God works in our lives. He wants us to have a glimpse of our future. Have you ever had a vision for your life? Maybe something intrigued you and you started dreaming about it. When I was 11 years old, I was helping with our church recording and I pressed the record button and and like in a moment I had a glimpse of my future and I knew recording was going to be a big part of my life. In grade 9, I picked up a book from the library and I saw a picture of an ear with sound waves. It's all about audio and sound and I knew that was going to be a big part of my life. You also might have had some of those glimpses of your future growing up. Or even now, God might be trying to show you a glimpse of your future. In 2017 fall, God gave us a glimpse of what Next Level Church would look and feel like. All these glimpses are exciting. But when your today doesn't match your dream for tomorrow, 
it leads to uncertainty. I wonder how many of you are feeling uncertain about the future right now. So these men, they go into the promised land. They are checking it out. And they see opposition. They see giants. They see fortified cities. Just like that, 10 out of the 12 spies are freaking out in fear. But Joshua and Caleb, they are full of confidence. What God told them to do, it was to explore. When you look at the definition of explore is travel in or through an unfamiliar country or area in order to learn about or familiarize oneself with it. What God wanted them to do was to go familiarize yourself with the good things I have for you. Just go check it out. Verse 2, God says, this is the land I am giving you. You got to understand when God gives you a gift is yours. But you still got to obey God's instructions and direction. The outcome of the battle is settled. The end is victory. And victory comes from God. So we fight from a place of victory. But you still got to go through the fight. You still got to face the fire. God says, I got a gift for you. I'm giving you the promised land. You're like, yeah, you can have it. You just need to fight a few hundred battles before you get it. Man, that's not ideal. I don't really like that idea. But God is promising if they would fight the battle, He would bring the victory. So victory is guaranteed, but the participation in the battle is up to them. It's up to you. Why was Joshua and Caleb's report so opposite and full of confidence compared to the other 10 spies? More than the majority there. And those 10 spies were full of doubt and fear. Here's the key. Joshua and Caleb, they explored the land as God instructed them to. The other 10 spies, they evaluated the land instead of exploring it. God said, explore it, not evaluate it. I wonder how many of you are mixing up those two words in your life. Evaluate means to form an idea of the amount, number or values of to assess. So instead of exploring the good thing God had for them, they evaluated if they were able to get it. They were missing it out because they were evaluating it. To explore, Joshua and Caleb, they looked at the good things of the land. To evaluate, the ten spies looked at all the bad things of the land. So explore versus evaluate. They are two different things. It's a big difference actually. God is like, I never told you to go evaluate if I could win or not. I already said I have the victory. I told you to go explore. I told you to go look and see the good things I have for you. Check this. When you are looking at the will of God for your life, it's not to evaluate if God can bring it to pass or not. When you're looking at the will of God for your life, it is to explore the good thing God has for you. So that you can develop your faith today. So that you can capture it in your tomorrow. That's what fearless living is all about. Have you noticed when someone breaks an unbreakable record? Like something impossible. Soon after another person breaks it. And then another person breaks that record. And on and on and on. As soon as people see that the record can be broken. They break it over and over again. And all these years, nobody could do it, but then a bunch of them breaks the record because someone broke it first. When someone did it, others saw a possibility to do it too. 
When you begin to have fearless faith, when you begin to do pioneering things, when you start to do history-making things, trailblazing things that's never been done, done before, it paves the way for others to have the same kind of faith, to, same, to have the same kind of courage, to, have, to do the same kind of new things that you did. What Caleb did with fearless faith when he said, we can certainly do this. Caleb was breaking a limitation. He was breaking a ceiling and making a way for them to go through. At Next Level Church, we are not called to just have cute church, uh, but, but God is calling us as a fearless church. He's calling me, He's calling you to stand in the front lines of the battlefield of faith to, to break through and to make room for everyone and to make a way for others to move forward, to be able to do the same thing that God has called us to do. That's living fearlessly. A couple things about fearless faith as I conclude this series. Three things I want to share with you. Fearless faith walks differently. Many Christians walk around with a sad puppy face with their head down or making excuses to continue living in less than the best that God has for them. Living double lives and wearing masks even when it's not Halloween. Believing that they are unlovable, hopeless and helpless. Check this. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. Amen? That truth alone should revive our confidence. That right there indicates how valuable and how powerful you are. Because God has given you the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit. Because of what God already placed in you, that makes you valuable. Fearless faith doesn't run away from difficulty, but it makes moves confidently. You cannot separate faith and action. Fearless faith moves confidently. Yeah, I'm going through times of difficulty, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Yeah, I'm facing some challenges, but I know who my God is. Therefore, I can trust what my God does. Amen? I don't have to fear my next chapter because I know who wrote my book. He's the author. And he's the finisher of my faith. And he will finish what he began in me. He's watching over me. So I don't need to freak out. I know the plans that He has for me. Come on, declare over yourself. God has good plans for you. He has plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a future and a hope. I know I'm going through fire, but He promised that I won't be burnt. And even if He doesn't come through the way I expect Him to, this is that kind of confidence that God is calling us to. Fearlessness. God is inviting us to this kind of concrete confidence. Fearless faith walks into what others run out of. You know, we've, we faced some difficult things in the last week, some disappointment. But as a church, we ain't backing down. We're not packing up. We are more driven, if anything. We are not here to sing praise and worship kumbaya and listen to some fun TED Talks. We are trying to rise up in our fearless faith. We are trying to turn the city, the nation, the world upside down for Jesus. Amen? Our heart is to release the supernatural and the miraculous into our neighborhoods, into our schools, into our workplaces, to see a move of God like never seen before. Number two, fearless faith talks differently. People who have real relationship with Jesus and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, they talk differently. Even when faced with challenges, they talk differently. The fact is, you live in the world that you've created with your own words. The Bible says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we say and how we say it impacts our lives. 
For example, you do a Google search or you Google something in your, that you're interested in or something you ask Siri or Alexa. Now it starts popping up everywhere on your social media and so many ads. The fact is I'm living in a world that I've created with my own words. It's like I'm saying something, then I'm mad at the temptation that I'm experiencing, experiencing as a result of what I've said. Fearless faith says, I'm not going to keep talking about all the ways God didn't come through the way I expect Him to come through. Fearless faith says, I'm not going to keep glorifying the giants. I'm not going to keep talking about the opposition or the problems. I'm going to talk about the possibilities of what God can do. I'm going to keep talking about the reality of God's promises. I choose to live in His promises. Fearless faith doesn't deny the problem. It declares the possibility. This is my current condition, but it won't stay like this. This is how I feel right now, but I won't stay like this. Come on now, declare it. I might be sick, but I'm not going to stay sick. I might be broke, but I'm I'm not going to stay broke. Uh, My my, my marriage might be on the rocks, but it's not going to stay there forever. Maybe your your relationship is, is broken right now, but it won't remain broken in Jesus' name. Amen? Because my God is watching over me. I have access to the Holy Spirit. He will help me. He will teach me. He will comfort me. He will lead me into the specific will that God has for me. Fearless faith talks differently. See, negativity spreads really, really fast. Faster than positivity. Doubt spreads faster than faith. What are you spreading? Yeah, we're worried about the the virus, but what are you spreading? I need people who believe fearlessly in the Word of God. I need friends that when I'm tripping in my faith will come up and encourage me and build me up and talk some fearless sense and some fearless faith into my life. Who are your friends? Who are you running with? Three. Fearless faith looks differently. Verse 33. We saw giants there. We felt like grasshoppers and we looked like grasshoppers to them. In whose eyes they look like grasshoppers? In their own eyes. How do you see yourself? So the enemy didn't see them like that. Wait a second. They saw themselves that way as grasshoppers. We saw ourselves as unable to have victory. Unable to overcome. Oh man, we can't do this. God told them to explore, but they were not exploring. They were evaluating. And their evaluation brought them to the conclusion that they were grasshoppers. I wonder how many things you're allowing in your life to make you feel like grasshoppers because you're evaluating, because you're evaluating instead of exploring. When you take your eyes off who Jesus says you are, when you go about your life's assignment outside of God's specific instruction without the help of the Holy Spirit, you will feel minuscule and ridicule. Whenever you put your problems against your own strength, you will lose. We need God. We need God's supernatural guidance. We need God's intervention. We need God's help. That's why God the Holy Spirit is available to us right now. So that we can live an abundant life and make a difference in this world. If you continue to fight your problems with your own strength, you will feel like a grasshopper. But instead of putting ourselves against our problem... We put our God against our problem. We show up to a tag team match, but it's God who steps into the ring. And He does the fighting for us. The Bible says the victory belongs to God. It's His battle. It's His victory. We just need to show up. You mistakenly conclude that people see you the same way you see yourself. 
If you think people don't value you, could it be it's because you don't value yourself? If you think people are judging you, could it be it's because you judge yourself? The reason you think you're a failure, could it be it's because you think you're a failure? The reason you think you're rejected, could it be because you are rejecting yourself and you feel like a failure, you believe you're a failure? The reason you think nobody wants you, nobody loves you, is because you think you are unlovable and you think you're unwanted. It's you. The incorrect way you see yourself makes you incorrectly believe that that's a fact, that that's how others see you too. See, fearless faith has a look to it. It's understanding that my problem is not my problem. But it's God's problem. Check this. I don't have to compare my strength to the to Goliath's strength. Okay? All I got to do is know God's strength. All I got to do is know God's word. All I got to do is know God's promises. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thought. What do you visualize for yourself? Most of us visualize negativity if we're honest. Most of us visualize ourselves failing or fears in our minds and the things you visualize you begin to move towards if you see yourself as a as not valuable in your own eyes that's how your life will turn out but if you can see yourself the way God sees you and if you can see God's power because his power doesn't move in your limited strength but God's strength is attracted to your weakness His strength is made perfect in me, in my weakness. Fearless faith looks at God's ability instead of our own weaknesses. Can I get an amen right now? How do you have fearless faith in good times and also in bad times? You don't trust in you. You trust in the Lord. We don't trust in the horses or chariots. We trust in the Lord. That's how you can have confidence during a pandemic or confidence when you just lost your job or bad news you're hearing, bad report. When things go your way and when things don't go your way, you still continue consistent with God. I don't trust me. I trust God. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. That's the secret sauce. My confidence is not in me. My confidence is in Him. The challenge is too big. The problem is too big. The uncertainty is too big. The problem, the the giants are too big. The butts are too big. I can't win when they are against me. But against my God, they don't stand a chance. Come on now. My problems, my fears don't stand a chance against my God. These mountains don't stand a chance against my God no chance God wants to fill you with fearless faith that walks differently that talks differently that looks differently as I land this plane in John chapter 9 a blind man comes to Jesus Jesus didn't go to him check can you imagine how difficult it would have been for a blind man to find Jesus Jesus has a conversation with this man then this is what the blind man hears all right Are you ready for this? This is what the blind man hears. You ready? He hears. Basically, Jesus gathering his spit and spitting it. Jesus spits in the dirt, makes mud, puts it in the blind guy's eyes. Man, by that point, I would have been offended and furious. I would have been like, forget this. But if it was a guaranteed healing, okay, sure. You know what? Slap that mud on my eyes and my face. But if it's a maybe... 
Then Jesus tells the man to go wash off in the pool. Okay, Jesus, the man is blind. Now the man needs help to be led to the pool. But the man hasn't received his healing yet. Okay, so he has this encounter with Jesus. He's blind. And now he leaves worse than he came. He came without mud. Now he's leaving with mud in his face. And, And feeling insulted maybe. So he leaves Jesus and he goes. Still blind. And now covered with mud. Then he washes his face, his eyes in the pool. And he came back seeing Man, what an out-of-the-box miracle story. That's a lot of motion and action with no power. That's crazy faith. That's, that's, it, it, it's a maybe. But the miracle was in the movement. And his movement was obedience. And his movement was surrender and trust. Even though he was blind, even though he had mud in his eyes, he said, I don't care what they are saying about me. I don't care what they say to ridicule me. I don't care because I trust the words of Jesus. I'm going to wash these eyes and my face and I'm going to see. The miracle is in the movement. The miracle is obeying God's instructions. Do you need a miracle in your life? Do you need to rise up in your faith? Are you living less than what God wants you to live in? Today is the day where you say, let go. I'm going to let go of all of this negativity. I'm going to let go of all these self-judgment. I'm going to let go of people's opinions. And I'm going to make a move. I'm going to step into fearless faith. Because God is calling me to, to talk differently. To walk differently. And to look differently. If that's you, I want to pray for you right now. Put your hand on your heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give every single person right now struggling with their faith, struggling with their reputation, worried about their future, afraid of everything and anything. In the mighty name of Jesus, come on, agree with me. Church, agree with me right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, pray for yourself. Agree with me. Lord, I arrest every fear in their hearts, in their minds, in their lives. I arrest it by the precious name of Jesus. And I cast it out. Every fear be broken over our lives. Every single person viewing this service right now. Father, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would move in a mighty way right now. That what they thought was impossible, that God, that you would remove that impossibility out of their lives. Especially in their minds. Lord, I thank you because with man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So God, we thank you because you are the miracle working God. We thank you, God, because this is a move. You're doing something amazing in every single one of our lives. And I thank you, God, every single person is valuable to you. Because you have created them and knit them together in their mother's womb. Every person has a purpose. And so, Lord, I pray right now for fresh courage. The same courage that Caleb and Joshua had, Father God. Fill us with your courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Those of you who don't have a relationship with Jesus, but today the Holy Spirit is knocking at the door of your heart and He's asking to let you allow Jesus to come in. If you're far away from God and if you need Jesus as your personal Savior, I'm going to lead you in a simple, short prayer. All you got to do is just repeat after me, okay? So repeat after me right now. Lord Jesus, I surrender myself. I am tired of doing life on my own. I am fed up. I am scared. Lord, I turn to you. I give you my heart. Lord, forgive me by your blood. I am yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you 
Because I am more than a conqueror through you, Lord Jesus. Lead me and guide me into the abundant life you have for me. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, if you're ready to make a move in 2021, I want you to give God some praise right now. Come on now, put some emojis. Yeah. Woo. And say, I'm ready. We're going to make a move towards God. We're going to make a move towards breakthrough. We're going to make a move and we're going to step into fearless faith. Amen. You are called to be different. You're called to talk different. You're called to walk different. And you're called to look different. Let's worship God together.